What is a health savings account? And should I have one? It's Brian Preston, the money guy. Restoring order to your financial chaos. Retirement, investing, taxes. You've got financial questions. He's got financial answers. It's Brian Preston, the money guy. Hey, Money Guy family, it's your host, Brian Preston and Bo Hansen here to go beyond common sense and take your finances to the next level. Check us out, moneyguy.com. Don't forget about us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. We connect with you wherever you are. So, health savings account. It, it might be the single most exciting type of account out there. Is that fair to say? Here's what I like. Triple tax advantage and sleeper retirement account. This is what we're going to be covering, and it's it's just exciting because. But, but let me let me set this up, Bo. The number is two hundred and seventy five thousand dollars. What number? If this was Jeopardy, the question would be: Is what the healthcare costs will be for a retired retired couple from sixty five on? So if you're a Holy person sixty five years of age until death, because we all know, unfortunately, medical cost. They they accelerate when you get older because you sure. as you get older things start you know you need to go to the doctor a little yep. bit more you need to get procedures and other things so according to Fidelity that number is two hundred and seventy five thousand dollars so the question I think our audience is probably asking themselves well how in the world do we get the resources the savings to make sure that we have that two hundred and seventy five thousand dollars and is there a better way to do it in a tax advantage as well as a way that we can get some growth built into this sure. thing so that's what. I, I want to help you guys and build that bridge of knowledge to make sure you understand how these health savings accounts work. Because the first thing, I think we have to put this out there, you have to have a qualifying high deductible plan to even be able to set up a health savings account. So meaning if it's open enrollment time and you're signing up for your employer's insurance, you, you might have a PPO option or you might have another Cadillac type benefit. You have to make sure you select the one that does have the high deductible, which tends to be the lesser expensive of the plans available. It's lesser expensive, but that's because it also has usually higher deductibles, higher out-of-pockets. And and here's the good news for you guys. If you're worried about this getting complicated, well, how do I know if it's a high deductible plan? They're going to tell you. Yep. Because it's there, there are some legal requirements to fit within the threshold of being a high deductible eligible plan that is qualified for HSAs. Um, I even know when I was looking under the old Obamacare system when I was shopping for insurance sure. myself, you could even sort by HSA, HSA plans, eligible yeah. or qualified plans. So don't try to get overcomplicated and trying to figure that out. Just go and sort by is this HSA eligible, and that's going to let you know what the high deductible plans are. So let's get into when I say triple tax advantage. I mean, I just want to say booyah. That's, I mean, that is just, everybody loves minimizing taxes as much as possible. Let's talk about what those three savings are. The first one, pre-tax contributions. That's right. Uncle's giving you a deduction for saving for your health and medical expenses with that pre-tax contribution deduction and on what your I, tax return. What I love about that, Brian, is a lot of times for you to get a tax deduction for stuff, generally there's income limits. If you make over a certain li- uh, income, have a certain level of success, you actually don't qualify for those anymore. With HSAs, there is no income limit. So you can make $10 million a year, and you can still take a deduction for health savings account contributions. No doubt. It, it is a beneficial thing for many, many people. The other thing, the second one is... Tax-free interest, well, tax-deferred. Let's mm-hmm. let's let's not get ahead of the car, sure. put the the cart in front of the horse. But ta- tax-deferred 
interest and investing yep. earnings, just like an IRA that's saving for retirement. If you put this money, you get the deduction on the front end, and then your assets are going to grow and work behind the scenes for you, your army of dollar bills, until you need that money. Mm-hmm. And then number three, here's where the tax-free is. If you use the expenses or use the account for actual medical expenses, it will be completely tax-free. That is the triple tax advantage. You've got tax deduction, number one, tax-deferred growth, number two, tax-free benefit is number three. I That's like, huge. I feel like it's a it's a financial pro. It's, it's all your favorite things rolled into one. It's pre-tax like a four hundred one k. It's tax deferred like an IRA, and then it's tax free like a Roth. It's like it, a, it's a little bit of it's everything. It's like a no calorie, super great tasting donut <laughs> is what this thing is. So let's talk about contribution limits for twenty eighteen. If you're a single individual, it's three thousand four hundred and fifty dollars for a married filing jointly or a, a, a couple. You know, it's sixty for a family. I should say it's sixty nine hundred dollars. Right. But don't forget, if you're over 50, you have a $1,000 catch-up contribution you can do. An important note is, if your employer makes contributions on your behalf, because a lot of employers will prime the pump for you, that does count against the maximum. So if you're on a family plan and the employer puts in a 1000 that means that you, for 2018, can do 5900 as opposed to $6,900. Um, a lot of people get confused, I will tell you, and I'm not trying to add the confusion, so make sure you, you understand the distinction. We're talking about help savings accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot that people have through their employer, they have what's called flexible spending accounts that they can use for, you know, prescriptions and other things. Sure. We're not talking about that. And, and a lot of people get confused in the fact that those FSAs, it's a use it or lose it. The good news with health savings accounts, it is not a use it or lose it. This is something that can build for years. You can let the money grow for the future. And let me let me share for you, give you an example of what I'm talking about, because this is what I actually do for my own personal finances and my own health care needs. Because remember, we're trying to get to that $275,000. Right. Let's give an example of a, a, a person that puts in $5,000. So it's family coverage. Sure. They put in $5,000 into his plan. But Unfortunately, they have about $5,000 of annual medical expenses. Okay. So there's two options that this person has. They can put the money into the health savings account, and then they can actually reimburse themselves. And a lot of the, the custodians that you can put your contributions to, they'll even give you a debit card. So mm-hmm. you, when you go to your doctor, when you go to the pharmacy, you just swipe that debit yep. card, and it will reimburse you on the spot and pay for those things. So... That person, that's option one where you put in $5,000 and then throughout the year you pull your $5,000 of expenses. That's great because you had convenience, you got the tax deduction, but here's what you, you left off steps two and three with this situation. You didn't really give it enough time for it to grow. And, you know, yes, it's tax free, but you got that tax deduction yeah. anyway, so it is what it is. But let's talk about option two. And this is, this is the nerdy money guy family tip that we do for our own stuff. I actually pay for my medical expenses with a rewards credit card. Okay. You're like, wait a minute. We set up this health savings account. Now he's telling me he's paying for everything with his rewards credit card. What, what gives? We set up this health savings account. Here's why. When health savings accounts were set up, they did not put a time limit on when you could ask for reimbursement. Do you see where I'm going with this? Oh, I see where you're going. What you can do is you put that $5,000 in there, you put it in the account, and then you invest it. You go put it into, I mean, you could, for example's sake, we could say you could put it in the S&P 500, 500 you yep. could put it in a target-type retirement fund, you can put it in a balance fund. But needless to say, you don't take that money, you let it grow. And 
let's say you let it grow and it earns 10% per year. Okay. So Brian has put his $5,000 into this plan 10 years later. So if you multiply 10 years, $5,000 a year, I put $50,000 in it. Well, that $50,000 investment, or remember I had $50,000 of expenses too, but is now worth $80,000 because of the growth of the account. I could then 10 years later, I still would have to have all my receipts. That's the one thing. We do have to be super organized to do this strategy. But I'm keeping all my um, explanation of benefits. I'm keeping receipts. I'm trying to keep very, and I have a very nerdy little spreadsheet where I track all this stuff. So I'm going to have great records. But so 10 years later, I'm able to submit the $50,000 for reimbursement. I get paid the $50,000 out of my health savings account. But guess what? It's worth 80. There's $30,000 that's going to continue to grow and work for me. And by the way, I, I chose 10 years out of the, out of the air. I just said, you know, let's use 10 years as an example. It could be 20 years. It could be 30 years. I even looked it up because a lot of you guys had questions last time I mentioned this because we've done shows on health sure. savings accounts. If your estate, you know, after you pass away, because people say, well, what happens if you die? You just need to make sure somebody knows about this strategy because yeah. your estate does have, I believe, a year. To, to pay oh, back, really? to pay these things. So out of the health savings account. So make sure you let somebody know about this great saving strategy. But this is the way to really create a sleeper retirement account. So let's talk about HSA providers. Because okay. a lot of you guys are like, well, okay, well, who do I work with? Now, I want you to know, I don't, we're recording this in 2018. Who knows when you'll see this? Because this is going to be evergreen. And I think health savings accounts will be around for many, many years. Um, so this list could change, but I can tell you the two big players right now is you have the HSA authority, and then you have the health savings administrators, which is the the healthsavings.com website. Mm-hmm. Bo, isn't that, isn't that's that who we use. Yep, yeah. I use and and I think a lot of people use that one because it has a direct affiliation with Vanguard. Yep. If you go to Vanguard's website and type in HSA, it's going to take you to through the Vanguard portal right to the health savings administrators website, and it's good. It costs about the really the that you get access to Vanguard um, funds, but it has an annual, it has a monthly three ninety five a yep. month fee. That's right. Um, I actually use the HSA Authority. It's thirty six dollars a year, so we're really splitting hairs yeah. here on the difference in these costs. But it also has access to low cost funds, um, no load mutual funds like Vanguard and so forth. So those are two HSA providers you might want to go research. Well, Brian, okay, so let's say that I work for an employer that makes available a high deductible plan, and I do it. Uh, but the employer says I have to use their HSA provider. Is if they're that giving okay? you money, you go where the money talks. I mean, that's what we're just tra- giving you. I'm talking about somebody who's unaffiliated, has no obligations to anything. We're just trying to give you the, the, the money guy low cost option that's out there to get you the best bang for the buck. But take that free money if you've got an employer that's doing it. And, and kind of to close things out, here's the action steps if you want to make a health savings account work for you. You know, review your healthcare options to see if you even qualify for a high deductible, qualified high deductible plan. Think about your upcoming healthcare and medical needs. This is not the ideal situation if you know, hey, I'm my my wife or my husband is, you know, or even for yourself, they're going to have this big medical procedure sure. next year, maybe a or baby's, the baby's on the way, or something like that. Think about what you've got going on in your life because I've gotten you very excited, all in a, a, a froth about this health savings account. But you've got to make sure that you don't have some upcoming medical needs. 
that'll go derail this thing. Because these things work great if you can have a chance to let the account grow for mm-hmm. a year or two without big medical expenses. It's a killer if you have to pay those out-of-pocket maximums right. in year one and two. So make sure you understand your own health care needs. And then consider whether the triple tax advantage benefits of the health savings account will help you. Is it, you know, is it going to lower your current and future taxes? Is it going to build assets for health care now as well as in retirement? And then is it going to create another tax advantage pot of money that we can use for retirement? Because that's the other thing. I don't think I gave it enough love in the, right. in the show is that once you're over 65, you can actually use these accounts for not only health care, and medical costs, you can use them for retirement. Just pay ordinary income tax when you pull it out, right? That is exactly right. So check these things out, guys. We'd be remiss, though, if we didn't mention just one final sure. thought on there. Uh, just because your employer makes available a high-deductible plan with an HSA, it doesn't always mean that's the best plan. We've seen this a number of times where you might have a very generous employer that really subsidizes an amazing plan. You want to make sure that you actually look at the, all of the options available to make the best decision. If you're someone who doesn't feel comfortable with that, doesn't know the best way to do that, maybe it's time to take it to the next level and reach out for some help. No doubt. And I think that's a great point that when we're talking about healthcare, it can get very complicated very quick. But I know there are some super generous employers out there. You do need to look at what your copays are, you know, if it has a copay as an right. option, and the out-of-pockets, what your deductibles because there are some employers that they're hoping you take the high deductible because right. maybe they're super subsidizing. But for a lot of people, I think the way healthcare is going, healthcare is actually becoming where you have access to discounted networks more so than the insurance actually paying for your expenses. So, Bo, you are spot on. And these are, this gets very complicated. Love for you to talk to us. Take the relationship to the next level. We can help you sort through those things. Thanks so much, Money Guy family. We'll talk to you soon. The Money Guy podcast is hosted by Brian Preston. Brian Preston is a principal with Abound Wealth Management. Abound Wealth Management is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Security and Exchange Commission in accordance and compliance with the securities laws and regulations. Abound Wealth Management does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Money Guy podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment or legal advice. (laughs) 